The We Are Donation podcast reports and opinions are not those of UGA. This is not an official podcast of the University of Georgia. At least not yet. This is the We Are Donation podcast. I'm your host, Nation, and that is short for Dog Nation. And I got to tell you, I really, 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 really appreciate um, you guys reaching out to me, asking me questions. Um, when the next podcast, and then everything after the Sugar Bowl. And so I really appreciate the following uh, that have developed here. Talking about the dogs, because I love talking about my dogs all the time, obviously. So I really appreciate that. But I got kind of caught up, new job. Like I kind of busy. Was it to get to like I want to, but I am back on a regular doing a podcast. And I'm going to touch a few things here. Not try to be dead horse. I mean, the Sugar Bowl losses, what, 20 days ago, whatever it was. Uh, quite frankly, I don't think they want to show up. I think they're just kind of disappointed that it wasn't the playoffs. They didn't come to play like they, sh- like they should have. And it is what it is. And I'll leave it at that. But what does have me excited is the future. Because we're returning 68% of our team were freshmen and sophomores. And this is a side note, or to go back a little bit, in that Sugar Bowl game, what stood out to me the most was Aziz Ojolari and Devon Wilson. Both of those guys who had ACL injuries previously, but healed up, rehab, and was able to compete. Not, not just their practice, but actually get in the game and make some differences. That was mind-blowing. Like, wow, those guys are going to be really good. That Kirby can trust them to put them in early. They're doing some already. And to mix that in with the 19 class that's coming in with all this great talent has me really, really excited about the future. And I really believe this 19, this 19 season, I mean, I, I know in years past, a lot of times, you know, I caught, you know, us Dolphins probably caught slack from other fan bases saying this is our year but I think maybe in the past you know before before Kirby Smart some of this kind of wishful thinking and wishful hoping but no this is the real deal now the recruit we got the recruit we have going on how the players have been developed how close we are no this is the real deal now and it's going and it's going to show and it's going to show very soon excuse me <coughs> so but I want to talk about something real quick what Kirby said after the national championship loss uh, back in January of 2018. And I'm paraphrasing, he says, you know, everybody can see that Georgia's not going anywhere and we're going to compete for a very, very long time. And so, you know, I believe that. And I still believe that. And when he said that, what I thought about was, of course, we'll be back every year competing for a playoff spot and getting close and winning championships and it's all amount of time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the dynasty is coming. But I didn't think of on another level. Now, when did Kirby even think about this? He probably did. I don't know. I got my wish about something. And he got me really excited. I wanted a Patriots and a Rams Super Bowl. Now, I can't stand Tom Brady. I think he's a punk. That's another story. Talented but yet still, I think he's a punk. But you got Todd Gurley, MVP candidate, best running back in the NFL this year, all the great stuff, right? UGA running back. You got Sonny Michelle, UGA running back, first-round draft pick, 
Ricky Sensation, playing for the Patriots. That makes for a great storyline to put that storyline on the biggest stage and the biggest sports spectacle of the year. That's a really great storyline. And I'm hoping that ESPN sit them down, interview, and talk about it. And I said, man, that's going to do very great for recruiting. It's already paying off. One five-star running back out of uh, California, his name is Kendall Milton, he tweeted out, two UGA running backs in the Super Bowl, sheesh, got his eyes open. People seeing this. And so now we get to the point where not only are our Bulldogs playing in the Super Bowl, it's of all this talent coming through Georgia. You know, normally have a couple Bulldogs on the roster somewhere, maybe second string, et cetera, et cetera. Now it's getting to the point where it's gonna, I believe we're going to have Bulldogs in the NFL stars, being major stars, and they contributors to, the, to, the, to their team. And so now... When you're a high school recruit and you're sitting there watching, you're watching the Super Bowl and you're like, oh, that guy out of Georgia. Oh, that guy out of Georgia. And that's another Georgia player. That's another Georgia player. That I mean, we're doing well recruiting already. But this just put an extra cherry on top of the ice cream or whipped cream or whatever. It's just a beautiful, beautiful thing that got going on. So I'm just really excited. It's, it's, been, it's long overdue. The Dynasty train is coming. It's been long overdue, and I'm I'm excited to be a Bulldog. Take there is no greater time ever to be a Georgia Bulldog, and I know, like I said in the past, some you know I was maybe before uh, Kirby Smart, I was wishful thinking, wishfully hoping, you know, hey, this is our year, this is our year. Maybe now this is the real deal. Now, man, it really, really is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna touch on some of this some of these haters though because with everything that's going on with Georgia and us going to the next level and getting better and better the haters are coming out more and more stronger and stronger and they you know they love seeing us fall at the end here this past season but they just don't know like Barrett Lee said on ESPN if you're going to beat Georgia beat them in 2018 because next year it's going to be really tough because we'll be returning back and I had one uh, Bama fan who was, was this over uh, Facebook actually going back and forth. I wish I could have had a conversation with him face to face because I would have ate him alive. He had the nerve to say Kirby Smart was a second tier coach. How in the how could you be so stupid? But then again, Forrest Gump this says stupid is as stupid does. And clearly that guy is stupid is as stupid does. Did he make a bad, did he make a bad decision with that play call in the SEC championship game? Yeah, okay, cool. But he, no one's perfect. Kirby learned from his mistakes. But how can you say that of a coach who played for a national championship, won an SEC championship already, won a Rose Bowl, and came just shy of being back-to-back SEC champions here again this past season who has landed in his first full three recruiting classes you know not count 2016 because 2016 he only had six weeks to recruit so you're talking somebody who landed number three class in the country recruiting number one class in the country recruiting and the number two class this year recruiting, we could have number one, but unfortunately, Bama can sign more players. That's why they um, are finishing number one, but we got more five-star recruits and all that good stuff. And so, 
and not only that, for the first time since 1982, they have back-to-back New Year's Six Bowl games. He's off to an amazing start. Because you want to look at other coaches' success. You know, Dabo Swinney, okay, he just won two out of three at Clemson. But he didn't win his first championship to his eighth year at Clemson. Nick Saban didn't win his first championship to his third go-around as a head football coach with three full recruiting classes at LSU. And Kirby's going to do it at Georgia. I really believe this is going to be, and I, I hope and believe and expecting, this will be Kirby Smart's only head football coaching job. I want him there for the next 20, 25 years and having some fun here and doing doing big things. And so, I'm like, how can you call somebody a second-tier coach? You, I'm like, man, you sound silly and stupid. After three years, I had a, another fan trying to tell me, well, y'all missed y'all shot already. Are you kidding me? We missed our shot? That's funny. That's funny. After three years, it's over. Just throwing the towel, Kirby's done. Then get out of here. We're coming. That dynasty train is coming. And if you if you don't really pay attention that much to recruiting, I would, I would say start because the players they're bringing in, especially on defense. Man, that defense we're building now is going to be a freaking wall. And you think we shut down Tua Tovangaloa this year, we really going to shut him down next year. It's, oh, I just, I just can't wait. So anyway, I want, now, we all we all know what great a coach Kirby is and how he can develop players, how he can recruit players, right? But there's another side of Kirby, another level of Kirby that shocked me. And, well, I don't say shocked me. Made me laugh and made me go, wow. That guy's a beast. Kirby is a beast. So, come right up. Don't go anywhere. I'm so glad you're back. I'm going to talk about that next. Coming right up. All right, and we are back. I want to kind of back up a statement I said about you know, Georgia players, you know, really be doing some special in NFL. We've been doing some special NFL. What I meant to say was about really being spotlighted in the Super Bowl every year. That's what I really believe. Cause, you, know, we, you, know, you got the Matthew staff. You have the uh, A.J. Greens and the Geno Atkins of the world. A lot of great dog players throughout the league. But I really believe a lot of dogs going forward in the next several years are going to be spotlighted on the biggest stage in the Super Bowl year in, year out. That's I believe that's what I'm hoping. So anyway, Kirby Paul Smart, that guy, this guy, you know, he has a way. He is. He just has a way about doing things. Like if going back over the few years he's been here and the short time he's been here, he has a way of where, let's say, for example, a big time recruit decides to go somewhere else. He has a way of bringing an, how another recruit announced the same day after we miss one recruit saying, hey, well, we got this guy instead. He's real good with that. You know, he's really, really good at that type of stuff. And so, Kyrie Elon, out of, um, out of Florida, um, he's, he's picked between us and the Gators. Okay? So, he, he's a defensive back, 
like one of the best uh, defensive backs in the in the country. Is a player that Georgia really wants. And so we didn't know we didn't have a defensive coordinator, and we did not have a defensive back coach as of you know this past weekend. But now we do. But Kirby, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm used to him flipping recruits and all type of stuff. But Kirby hired away the Florida's DBs coach, Charlton Warren, to Georgia. And so now, whatever relationship that Kyrie Elam had with uh, Charlton Warren in Florida, it is transferred over to Georgia. So it looks like he's coming to Georgia. And although we don't have a defensive coordinator yet, this name, which I do believe is going to come within uh, within within the coach staff already, but to pull that to pull that off and to hire away in a, in a lateral move to hire away Florida's DBs coach back to Georgia, who's very good at, very good by the way, but also helping Florida's young man to come to Georgia too as well in the same weekend. Kyrie Elam just had his visit here this weekend. And the same weekend you hired a Florida defensive back coach at Georgia now. Classic. Brilliant. Just pure brilliance. Also, another five-star recruit who came to visit the past weekend named George Pickens. Uh, hopefully, George Pickens does end up coming to uh, Georgia. Great wide receiver, like 6'4", 195. But he's also the teammate of Robbie Ashford, who's a 2020 quarterback, who's very high on Georgia. So hopefully we'll have him two here in Athens pretty soon. Um, so we'll see. We got the uh, the official signing, well, the normal signing day, I should say, the very first uh, Wednesday in February, which I believe is February 7th this year, or something like that, or 6th, whatever. Um, so looking forward to that, see what's going to happen, who going, how we're going to finish out, and then we, we talk about the offense coordinator, you know, an offense coordinator. I, I kind of fully expect uh, James Cooley to get the job he did, and I was kind of you know wondering about you know how good he is, but then to have the Dallas Cowboys come after him, I'm like, oh wait a minute, hold on, we he, we might be something special. And so, and I know he's a great recruiter. He got great Florida ties. And so, I'm hoping James Cooley can do something very special with his offense. It's just too much talent on that field not to do more what we got. Um, I think Jim Chaney was was good, but he was predictable. And he didn't change up much. He was good not great. And we need great to win championships. I mean, I was sitting there watching the National Championship games saying, saying to myself, we really need a new offensive coordinator. And we got it. And so we'll see who'll be the defensive coordinator here uh, pretty soon. But I thought it was kind of funny how uh, the Tennessee fans was trying to make fun of us, saying "ha ha ha," you know, we we got James, we we got uh, Jim Cheney to come back Tennessee. Uh, right? Go go ahead. We're 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 fine. We're, we're not upset about that at all. You know, have them, take them. Matter of fact, I helped them pack. You know, get him out of there because he just whatever, and that's that's more so of a filler former move. But that's enough about that hillbilly school. So the, the <coughs> going forward and taking a, a peek into the twenty twenty class. Now we missed out on some five star running backs here in nineteen, but I tell you, I fully expect us to get two five star running backs 
in this class coming up in 2020. And there's some major talent in the class of 2020. Um, major talent. One guy to Marietta, who's an athlete, uh, Rick Gilbert, um, who projected to be a great tight end. We already got Bradley Thomas, who's a great left tackle, who's a five-star. He's committed. So we're projected to land probably about seven five-stars next season. And if everything goes right according to plan and how I hope, um, we can win, we'll win national championship because it really is right there for us. There's nobody on our schedule that we cannot beat. We might get a little pushback, a little challenge from maybe Texas A&M, but they got to come here. They got to come on the road in our, in our stadium, and so that might not be good for them. It will not be good for them. And so we'll face uh, probably more likely the the Gumps from Alabama uh, on December 7th. But I look at their schedule, and their schedule is complete and total trash and garbage. They play nobody. I mean, they really play nobody. So we'll we'll beat them and go to the playoffs, and we'll go, we'll go from there. So... Like I said, I was, it's just good to be back. Uh, once again, I really appreciate all you guys uh, reaching out to me via Twitter or Facebook or whatever, ask, asking about what the next podcast. Uh, the last episode I did had over 70 hits. Uh, really appreciate that. Keep coming back. Keep listening. Is it, this is your first time uh, listening. Um, I hope I entertain you. Please go back, listen to other episodes. Um, please come back. If you are returning visitor, hey, thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back again after uh, the official signing day here in February to see what all we got coming and uh, who's going to finish off this class and how it's going to look. And I'll do more in-depth uh, analysis of all the recruits we got coming in. I mean, it's good to have, what, 13 early signees already on campus. That's that's major. That's really major, uh, especially with Nola Smith there. So, Really, really excited. Really, really excited. And what names to look out for, who I think will be a game breaker and a game changer, who I believe is going to feel, you know, first uh, part of the season here. So, look forward to that. So, if you haven't already, follow me on Twitter at We Are Dog Nation. On Facebook, We Are Dog Nation. On Instagram at We Are Dog Nation. And if you like this, share this, passing around, all the good stuff. Please coming back. I love talking about the dogs here. And although football season, oh, my God, it's officially, huh, college officially over. Good God. We got, what, eight months left? A little less than eight months, seven and a half months to kick off. We'll get through it because there's always something going on in the world of college football because right after the time of day, all tends to turn towards the 2020 recruits. And like I said, I've been breaking those down. And we got spring football coming up. The G-Day game is April 20th. If I am breathing and have energy and life and health and strength in my body, so help me God, I will be in Athens, Georgia. And then you got, you know, the fan day in April and all that good stuff. So I appreciate you guys listening. Miss talking to you. Um, and I'll see you or talk to you. Reach out to you again here in about two weeks. Until then, have a great Bulldog week. A great rest of your Bulldog month. Stay warm. Wrap up. Put the dog inside. All that good stuff, all right? Until next time, go dogs. <laughs>